Good morning, America. I guess it's good good afternoon, America. It's Jerry Rhodes, your podcaster, coming from Chicago, Illinois. Today's podcast is America is Great. The goal is, can we keep America great? How can we do that? First of all, we need to define the problem. Because at this point, uh, even though we are great, and there's proposals for making us great or, or saving America or whatever, they don't really clearly state the problem and the depth of the problem. What is the problem or problems? Number one, self-destructing presidential policies with no offensive plan. Boy, if you can uh, talk me out of uh, why Bidenomics and Biden anything is going to work, just take a look at the debt clock, www.usdebtclock.org, and you will see why neither party can save America nor keep America great. And to make it great again is to, is to design a program like Hitler, who used the same motto, make Germany great again, by building a huge military and a huge uh, stash of, of weapons of mass destruction and scare the hell out of, a, of, of the whole world, starting with Europe. But uh, no, our policies and plans aren't coming from anywhere because we have a gridlock Congress. We got the McCoys and Hatfields killing each other, not solving any problems, just making them. So number two, that leads to incompetent Congress. Um, I shouldn't say anal leadership. Um, probably uh, gridlock, no leadership and no efficiency or offensive strategy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, number three, violence, vulgarity, and excess wealth in our society, with 99% in the hands of a few. The other 1% is in the hands of the rest of us, who are either, either killing each other in mass or fighting over the scraps or hoping that one of the, one of the either parties can, one or either of the parties can fix it. Four, spiraling down the path of self-destruction due to wokeism with no return to sanity. We are, we are addicted to wanting or ha being wanted to change our history so we can remake our future. That sounds like, oh, the old unification party in, in Russia which led to the Communist Party and the Politburo, or in China with Mao Zedong in his Red Book, promising everyone would be the same. Leaders wake up to reality. Success isn't doing the same faster. That's insanity. What we really need to do is slow down our belief that our leaders know what they're doing. Five, reality is the goose is cooked due to global trade. The books are cooked due to not utilizing generally accepted accounting principles, GAP. And guess who's converting theirs to GAP? China. Guess who tried? And when they saw the numbers, kiboshed it to Illinois in 1977, because I'm the one that with a consultant to the state of Illinois to convert them to the generally accepted accounting principles. So they knew how much their receivables were only. They weren't worried about their payables. They could fool the public on a, on a balanced budget bill. But now uh, the books are cooked. Um, state, of, state of California tried it and, and cooked them again. Washington and Oregon say they're going to convert to generally accepted accounting principles, which means 
you're committing to knowing where you are uh, without accruing for those future obligations such as Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, disability, food stamps, the 13 giveaways and college um, debt. We have no idea where we are now or in any time in the future. It smells and looks and is bankruptcy. You say, oh, well, we still can borrow money. Oh, we can still print up our treasury bills. Oh, we can still issue uh, 300 years of currency out of the U.S. Treasury during the pandemic. $9 trillion is the cost of the pandemic so far. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. It starts slow, and then all of a sudden, it happens. The Fed doubles the discount rate, and that doubles again for the LIBOR rate, prime rate. And then across the world, we have a total collapse because America, the biggest consumer, is now bankrupt. This happened in 1929, 1982, 2008, because of the Fed. We've got idiots. we got morons on our team. Just look at the cabinet. Just look at what we got running the Treasury. Just look at who we got running the, the Defense Department and the State Department. Diverse inclusion, I would use the I for idiots, and equality or equity or uh, eventually bankruptcy. Sixth, competition is cooking up a takeover of our wealth. If you listen to my podcast, guess who? It's not just China. It's China and their alliances. Who are the alliances with? Russia, Iran. Eh, is that all? Uh, oh, no. India, Taiwan, they plan to take them back. Hong Kong, they've taken them back. Australia, um, who else? Well, they're looking around in South America. They probably got it with the Big East there. And in Central America for the cocaine delivery to knock us out here internally, not kill us, not destroy us. They're employing us. I'm going to talk about that in a little in a minute. Uh, if I can get back to where I was. Um, so the competition is cooking up a takeover of our wealth. China, in fact, owns global trade and is expanding its uh, dominance into the North and South Pole, looking for metals, Africa looking for metals, um, all of this designed to employ America, take over the wealth. What is that? our biggest wealth? Gold? No. Silver? No. Um, electric batteries? No. Solar panels? No. Um, what is it? It's our farmland. That's why Bill Gates is buying it up and China's trying to buy it up and and everybody wants a piece, piece of America's farmland and its technologies for raising the greatest crops in the world because we have the greatest natural resources in the world. China and Russia and Iran and their alliances will make America share, not ask them to or uh, they'll scare them into it. Right now they are. We're focusing on Israel and Hamas, which is a religious war, which you know, they've been going on for centuries, and you can't pick a winner on that because they're both losers. And they'll just kill each other off, and then they'll be out of, right, out of that rises another ISIS or, or jihadist. You, you aren't going to solve that one with military action nor money. And we would be better off to let them kill each other off and, and, and make a move for peaceful coexistence, as, as Kissinger did in and Russia with all, um, with, um, oh, can't remember his name. Anyway, they knocked, and then Reagan knocked down the wall so East Germany could get something on the shelves. They were completely uh, without sustenance. And um, 
Gorbachev. Yeah, it was it was Reagan and Gorbachev and Kissinger. Kissinger, the greatest diplomat of all time. Too bad he couldn't save us now. Seven, quasar reorganization is the solution to imminent bankruptcy. What the hell is quasar reorganization? Well, that's when you're insolvent and OPEC says they're no longer going to take our paper in China. And they say they, they, they want to de-dollarize trade. They want to use the, the Chinese yuan cryptocurrency at, at, from a central bank, which would be the International Monetary Fund, to process uh, through the import-export bank exchange rates based on, on Chinese currency. Oh, my God, what's that, what's that going to do? Well, uh, <laughs> it'll put America in second place quickly. We already are probably because of the trade deficit to the Southeast Asian alliances and now becoming the Central and South American alliances through the Panama Canal and, and the Suez Canal through the Mideast. So, my goodness, we don't have any cash flow. Taxes are gone at every level. That's not just, that's just not, that's not just uh, income taxes. It's sales taxes and, and property taxes. They can only pay our overhead, a huge, inefficient, and we don't even know what these people do, 12 or 15 agencies at the federal and state and local levels, all supposedly doing the same thing until we know what they're doing. We have a 24 million um, employees at a trillion a year for salaries that are twice the average salaries paid in the private sector plus pensions, the best pensions forever. Uh, their social, they have their own social security program and uh, whatever else uh, the benefit package is. And the, and the bureaucracy is a swing vote. You say, oh, well, let the, let the independence be the swing vote. We don't need an American Enterprise Party. Well, independence swing back and forth based upon, you know, the money ads that are put out there by by Facebook financing it or Greek money, Greek builders money or the dark money, I guess is what they call it. So um, it's all about money, money ticks, monetized every position from Congress to president to Supreme Court to, and most of them, we don't have any term limits. Bureaucrats don't have any term limits. They just sit there and, move from one party to the next, and our incumbents are 90, re-elected 90% of the time. So we don't have a democracy. Our Constitution has been amended 28 times, and there's always pressure to change the first two to the liking of one party or the other, which is ridiculous. We'll never agree on, on abortion, never agree on religion, never agree on... Um, how to run a country. It's in the results. Right now, the results are the ugliest they've ever been and ever will be because it can't go on forever. Why? It's a simple fact here that it dawned on me when I started writing these and recording these podcasts. The thing that will get us is compound interest. Compounding the interest in on our recorded debt of state and federal obligations puts USA 30 trillion underwater. That's, that's valuing every asset we have in comparison to the 34 trillion that's on the books. Supposedly we don't have a set of books, we only have a budget, and increasing at the rate of 300 billion per day, compounding at a prime rate of five, 6% U.S. prime and 12% LIBOR prime, LIBOR meaning international impact for long-term treasuries because the, the, the yield on long-term treasuries is inverted. It used to be a hump, and now it's, a <laughs> it's underwater. Um, the long terms going at 1.4%, 30-year ones, and, and, and 
a year or 10 years, whatever they're going to buy, I guess, on the market, will get 4%. And the return on the stock market for the last 50 years has been 10%. But uh, we lose the reference currency and the stock market will crash. And I'm surprised it hasn't wavered because it usually during inflationary and, and deflationary and stagnation, it, it will plummet. And we're in a state of stagnation right now because the GDP is going down, not up. And the state states all are calling that they have a have a surplus and they have and they haven't recorded their their long term obligations nor put any thing aside for horrendous pension uh, obligations, seventeen trillion un, unfunded pension costs, seventy trillion in un, unpaid or unaccrued compounded interest when we're only making minimum payments against interest payments against our um, obligations, seven, seven trillion held by foreign allies or enemies in the hands of China, Japan, South Korea, um, India. Um, there are 30 countries that export more to us than we import to them. And we've got an insanity going here because when China, uh, when we ship anything from China, and I mean we, I mean our our wholesalers and retailers, um, the shipping costs are being incurred FOB, not destination, but um, delivery. So the Chinese own. 5,400 cargo ships, and they hold anywhere from 18,000 to 24,000 containers, and now can go through the Suez Canal and Panama Canal because they've been widened for them, Goliath, the biggest in the world. And so they're controlling 75 of the 90% of the goods that are, are delivered by sea or water or river or whatever around the world, 100 ports and ports and around the world, Chinese services, all of them on a two-way shipping deal where they get paid for taking it to the customer's uh, uh, port, and then they get paid for taking it from that exporter to importing that back to China. They have one of the most wonderful uh, monopolies ever devised by uh, so-called free trade. Uh, so that in itself puts us in second place um, and barely being able, able to hang on to that. As Dalio predicted in his Bridgewater uh, hedge fund company, is that he bets on, bets on China and, and hedges short on American investments, is my take. Because I read the book, thought, oh, that's really getting information to know that the great cycles of the Dutch were first and Britain, second, USA third, and now we're going sliding down into to being second behind China. When we tangents cross, there will be a hot war or a cold war. Well, as I've been saying, China's not gonna, they're not gonna destroy us, they're gonna scare us to death so they can dominate and have their monopsony which is at the top, a communist government, the, the provider and <coughs> and buyer of the last resort with their monopolies of shipping and their oligarchs that are building cars and pharmaceuticals and whatever else there is that they're getting from their alliances and shipping them over here. And from their ports in China, um, Shanghai is the biggest, they have a 14,000 acre uh, inventory of empty containers, all dollar code, all color coded, waiting to be loaded and then unloaded when these huge cargo ships come back. And that's the two-way shipping deal. And everything is done by robotics in, in Shanghai. So saying it's all child labor and cheap labor and all that, I'll just take a look at a video that shows 20 of the largest cities in the world are in China and they're bigger than New York City. So they didn't build those with child labor. And they've overbuilt. They have a vacancy problem in their high rises that could 
very well put them in jeopardy. <clears throat> but the, the supply line will continue to throw off. Their, their current GDP of 17 trillion has been generated in the last two or two or three decades on the basis of ignorant trade uh, trade agreements. And they continue to build their GDP, though it slowed down, and the pandemic slowed it down even more. And they allege that our military caused the, uh, the pandemic with synthetic uh, virus put in the Wuhan lab, which is in fact what Fauci did. He's behind that and tried to cover his tracks after Pence, who couldn't wanted to get rid of Trump, brought him in to run, run the government and the country. And look what happened there. Uh, nine, usdebtclock.org shows government payrolls, pensions, health care, and subsidies are growing at the rate of $320 billion a day. Go look at the debt clock. If you have any financial, economic, um, academic accounting in the real world, knowledge, it will, it, it just cannot, it, it's not stopping and it cannot be stopped unless we reverse the tables on the causes. And those are in my book. My book, the first volume of the, of the American Enterprise Party Trilogy is why we have to do this. First of all, because the, the founding fathers warned against a two-party system becoming one party, and that's what it's become, one or the other, until the end of the century. And uh, then um, our Congress being gridlocked, and that affects our uh, ability to form a plan, an a, a offensive plan. Because right now, Congress, the state governors and legislatures, county commissioners, and, and mayoral um, leaders are misleading voters at every level to believe America can survive with declining CDP growth. Because it has, we don't have any growth. Matter of fact, with all the, the, the ignorant policies being implemented by the DIE Biden cabinet are destroying us from within. The Green New Deal has got to be dead on arrival. It's, it's, it's a hoax, and it's costing our, us our energy um, income and profits. And so a good part of what we're going to have to do when we get down here and start talking about the, the solutions, we have to deal with these agencies that are are so dominating in, in, in regards to what the entrepreneurs and free enterprise can do, they're killing off the goose. And so are the hedge fund markets, marketers. Um, result is certain bankruptcy. As OPEC wants to de-dollarize trade and speculation in the hedge fund markets are negative on America and selling short on America and long on China and OPEC and the oil people um, and positive on foreign investments, including China and Ukraine. Yeah, Larry, Larry Fink says he's going to go in and use his hedge fund on rebuilding Ukraine. Why didn't he use them to stop Putin? Trump would have stopped him by telling, telling uh, NATO what to do, let Ukraine in and then threaten disaster on Putin. It would have stopped him in his tracks. He would have never crossed the border. Now look at it. Now Larry, Larry Fink's going to go in and rebuild it. For whom? And with whom? Well, they won't tell us. He and, he and uh, Dalios will not tell us who their clients are. Well, hell, they're the big pension funds. The big vanguards the same way. Uh, the, it's mutual funds. They're all being um, leveraged into hedge funds that bet on the winners and losers, and Dalio's predicting the winners and losers in his book. And in my book, I can hardly get people to read about solutions. We have to know what the hell these hedge funders are doing if we want to get a regulation that means anything. Current debt of 34 
trillion with compounding interest cannot be paid in one year, if ever. GDP is only 27 trillion, leaving all of us in the hole by 7 trillion per year. That's just on interest. It doesn't consider we're losing a trillion year, dollars a year on the supply line deficit, which is the amount of treasuries owned by foreign allies and enemies. Like I said, it's 7 trillion a year. What is the interest rate on those, those treasuries? It kind of depends on what Fed decides to, to establish as the interest rate here in America. Because the, 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 the maturities on these are going to have to be reduced and try to pay down, and you're going to have to pay some compounded interest because probably what we've been doing is paying minimal interest on these. So it'll compound to the extent that we won't have enough money to, you know, feed our military, let alone keep them over there and, and threaten everybody with our our nuclear power, which doesn't work anymore. It could have worked if if that dumbass Truman hadn't dropped it on two two civilian cities in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, could have just shown them Oppenheimer and Einstein's uh, atom bomb, just a film of it in, in, uh, in New Mexico would have been sufficient to have it be a deterrent forever, and then there wouldn't have been any need for a hydrogen bomb and, and all these other uh, weapons of mass destruction that America's building and China's building and North Korea's building. It's ridiculous. It's wasting uh, not natural resources yet, but financial resources on just trying to scare everybody. And now they're employing us. Chinese pretty smart business people. They, they certainly are smarter than, than our leaders. And none of them have been business people except for Trump and his and his expertise is not global trade it's real estate and golf courses and and uh, casinos of which he had to bankrupt even more demanding are the unrecorded obligations of 200 trillion for medicare medicaid social security and 13 entitlements plus accrued compounded interest on current debt of 70 trillion and unfunded government pensions of 90 trillion. Uh, there is a monster among us. Leadership of t attorneys, bankers, economists, professors, public health officials that can get elected because they have the backers. Now they're the big box backers, you know, the Facebooks and the Soros or whatever his name is, Soros. Um, and uh, Musk, mm -hmm. whoever's got millions and billions, the Swami out of India who wants to run for president, and Trump, he takes a billion to run for president. Either you have it or you steal it or you convince somebody that you can solve all these problems. Then who is? Is it the Donald or Joe Robin Hood? or a business degree with free enterprise experience. Who's gonna lead America? Because right now, our leadership are those that tell us what to do. They don't know how to do it. And they're incompetent to lead the great American enterprise. How about in my, you say, who, who can do it? Who is it? Is it me? No, I'm the founder and CEO of the solution, the American Enterprise Swing Boat Party which is just barely getting off the ground. I've got a podcast of that name, American Enterprise Political Party .org. Uh, I've got a podcast, same name. I got articles I write and blogs and have an advertisement through people of, of distinction that's is now on on social media and Facebook and YouTube. Well, how about Joe Manchin? A dino, Democrat in name only. Hmm, he was a swing vote. Is that why you're picking him? Well, of course. He's from West Virginia. The West Virginia's main product is coal, and he's up for election as a Democrat. And his idiot leader, 
whoever is behind the Wizard of Oz, Robin Robin Hood, uh, is killed or killing. This is going to be a podcast about what I found out in researching China's monopoly uh, in the shipping business, in the foreign trade business, the global trade business, the supply line business, as it relates to America and uh, our uh, negative impalance of trade. Uh, What I'm finding out by going back into a place called theloadstar.com out of uh, the Great Britain, the United Kingdom, where it keeps how all this works. Uh, as I suspected, China builds its own cargo ships. They, they have 5,400 ships. That doesn't include the military. That's just for trade. And they go as big as the biggest, which is Atlas or uh, Tessa, which uh, Tessa's 24 thousand containers those would be the 20 20 foot containers Um, and then 18,000 40 foot containers Uh, and they control 75% of the uh, 90% of the trade around the world is done by seas the Atlantic and the Pacific are the main tributaries, but uh, it goes into uh, Africa, uh, India, um, and if they're not transporting directly to a port, a a port of entry, they're transporting through their Belt Road program, which includes transport by trains, planes, and automobiles to get their products to 130 countries around the world. So what I'm referring to here is is China. They call themselves CCP Inc., the Chinese Communist Party Incorporated, which in my economic definition would be a monopsony. Monopsony monopsony is an entity that is the buyer of last resort. In other words... It is buying from its oligarchs or monopolies within the confines of China and then controlling it with their own pricing system, their own pricing app, uh, which includes shipping. And all of those are based upon the the variables that go into shipping, uh, into location, uh, what's being shipped, how it's being shipped, quantities um, and the app that controls the pricing. So in my estimation, China CCP Inc. is a monopsony and the oligarchs, the shipping company, the COSCO, which is the, the Chinese shipping company, the major Chinese shipping company, and they have more than one, uh, are basically monopolies that control the shipping and distribution of goods all over the world. And this is how they see their ability without taking a shot of any military weapon to be able to control the worldwide economy. And as America stands, having been that hegemon, having been in that position, and now having lost that position by transferring uh, wealth, our GDP, by now having to be the importer, not the exporter to China, and from other countries likewise, 30 countries where we have a negative imbalance of trade, totaling approximately a trillion dollars a year, which then requires our borrowing because we don't have the cash flow 
to we have to <clears throat> we have to buy on credit, and that credit is is supported by Treasury notes, anywhere from uh, two weeks to thirty days to six months to a year to five years and ten year um, and thirty year inst borrowing instruments. China presently holds our paper to the extent of $1.3 trillion, running it through the CCP Inc. monopsony and monopolies. And our wholesalers and retailers are picking up the, the cost of shipping. And China controls two-way shipping. They'll bring the export to our 20 uh, ports of entry we have to unload it for physical labor, labor, take it out of the containers, get it on the rail cars or on the semi trucks, um, who then deliver it to the wholesale and re retail markets. And then they're displaying, we're displaying the wholesaler Costco here and Walmart and uh, Amazon are displaying those uh, at no cost to the supplier. <clears throat> so we're covering also the marketing costs <clears throat> through our economy uh, for getting the products to the consumer. Where does the power rest with all this? Well, <clears throat> China thinks it rests with them since they have a, a monopoly on the shipping and the, and the distribution because they have set up robotics in, <clears throat> and Shanghai is the biggest port and handles 75% of their shipments. They have set up a 14,000 acre uh, field of containers and those containers are loaded in, and then loaded on the, their cargo ships for destinations all over the world and the principal destination being the American 20 20 ports of entry. So they're controlling that end of the uh, supply line. And of course, our politicians say, well, uh, America first, don't buy their products. Well, we don't supply those products anymore. So that's a, that's a, a, a baseless solution. And as it stands, that isn't going to change until we turn the tables on this system that we uh, originally invented and they have improved, reversed engineered everything, including the robotics unloading in the cargo ships and getting them here. And we have to unload them with manual labor. And then we have to have manual labor drive the trucks and the trains and the, and the airplanes to get them to uh, the consumers. So they have a two-way shipping monopoly because after their ships are emptied here, they want to be loaded to take product to those countries that we export to. So there is no way that we can turn the tables on them and get rid of our imbalance of trade. We can't do that by, by uh, tariffs or embargoes or uh, what's the other word, uh, sanctions. We have to take back the, the, what we've lost here. We used to do the exporting. We used to do the sh have to hire the, sh the shipping companies to do that for us. Now China has got that all incorporated in their CCP Inc. Uh, government. And they, of course they don't have strikes over there. Everybody just works. And they don't have child labor anymore. They have hardworking Chinese workers that have social security. They have full health care. So now we're being misled by our politicians that all we have to do with China is just build a bigger ma uh, weapon of mass destruction and scare them to death. Well, <laughs> they're taking those those te that technology and improving it, and they're going to turn it on us. So they, they got us afraid as well as under their thumb for international uh, shipping. So... I think it's about time that we that we recognize that the Chinese uh, have outsmarted us. They have outpicked our pocket, and they will continue to do that. America got its goat positioned by all all people in this country working together 
during the World War II to win that war in four years and beat the Hitler's um, war machine that took him 10 years to build. And then we took the top spot. But now, as we have uh, fallen to the gridlock uh, political system of two parties, we now are the major consumer for the world. We haven't used that leverage at all. We're, we're paying shipping. So from now on, to turn the tables, we don't pay FOB destination. We pay FOB shipping uh, uh, point. Where the shipping starts, that's our pricing. And they have to cover the shipping. Unless they want to make deals on the shipping, uh, we're going to use the shipping as a technique to get the suppliers to come closer to the market. Uh, that's that's the way to cut shipping costs. That's the way to make it cheaper to, to uh, uh, feed our consumers, consumerism. So... Um, a third political party, which is what I represent, I founded and I'm CEO of the American Enterprise Party, is that we have to conduct a business. This, this is not international warfare as we've known it in the past with military boots on the ground and, and dropping A-bombs on civilians. No, this is a trade war. This is a worldwide trade war. And we're losing it big time. We're financing it, and then we're the biggest consumers, and we're paying uh, the monopsony, the Chinese monopsony, and their monopoly, their oligarchs, to get it here. And then we have to incur labor, manual labor, at high costs to get it to the consumers. That's inflationary. And it is the, back, the backbone of inflation. And the fact is, is that Russia took over, is taking over the energy production. Uh, our <laughs> Green New Dealers have cut off our energy uh, income and profits that are now coming from uh, Russia, natural gas, and, and uh, we, uh, we want to repair Ukraine so we can get uh, products out of them. And it's coming from Iran, the, the fossil fuel energy, and from OPEC, and China is, is teaming up with those sources. They are the biggest uh, uh, polluter, along with uh, Japan and India, and they they're in the uh, uh, they're in the Paris Accord, but they're not moving. They'll move to it slowly, and we we made some co insane commitment to that. By 2050, we'll be emissions free. We're never going to be emissions free in this century because it supports the generation of electricity. So the so-called invention by Elon Musk of the electric car, I hear that all the time, oh, he, he invented the electric car. He didn't invent anything. He's a pyramider. He's pyramiding his success by getting into PayPal at the right time and SpaceX and, and, and uh, uh, Tesla. Uh, he's a pyramider. So is Gates. He stole his product from Xerox. Uh, Buffett, he, he, he's selling all of the the consumer goods here that have to be produced elsewhere and then we pay the shipping except for Dairy Queen uh, and uh, the products are purchased overseas so if you really look at it as a business with American capitalism the shareholders uh, coming together in a uh, I'd call it a team environment when it's in its business with the American human capital which are the workers they come together every day in our businesses. It used to be supplier and manufacturing and, and drilling and, and fossil fuel uh, production. No, no longer. That's being cut off. Uh, we're cutting off our nose to save our face, and the face is our political system, which is gridlocked and divisionary. So you, you, you need to listen to my podcast because we're getting into the real meat of what we have to fix. And unless we fix it, we're the ones in a fix. We're already bankrupt when you record all of the obligations that we have, in addition to those that are on the $31 million books that they're going to, they're going to let it slide to $50 trillion. And it, all it does is we have to add more borrowing into the 
receipt side because we don't have the revenue and the cash flow to, to support even the interest payments on $50 trillion of debt. And behind that is the unrecorded obligations of Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Social Security that are going to get higher because of the aging of our baby boomers. And we haven't recorded any or accrued any uh, cash to pay that as it gets higher and higher. They say we'll be out of money in Medicare in 40, 2046. We're going to be out of money for any of this stuff over the next 50, 40, 50 years, uh, 60 years. And our political system is going to take us there quicker because there isn't any alternative except to the red and the blue. And the swing voters are the independents, and they swing one way or the other. They don't have a party. They don't have a, a, a platform. The American Enterprise Party is to represent the independent voters. So they have something to vote for. And they have people that represent what I'm talking about. Enterprise is the what made America great. It, uh, we shouldn't be using Hitler's MAGA, make Germany great again. We're using, again, make America great again. It's already great. We need to keep it great. And we can't have this BBB bullshit. That's just build back bigger and, and not better government. So listen on, folks. I've got solutions here. You can read them in my books. It's called the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, Volume 1. Why we have to do it, the forefathers thought this would happen. As the two-party system becomes one party for the rest of the centuries, is no better than China or Russia or Iran. It's still one party. And the second volume is how do you go through a quasi-reorganization of America to make sure we can pay down the current debt to 75% of GDP and cash flow, and we can start accruing some some investments. Our, our, we should be investment, investing in energy production. We should be investing in solar, uh, putting solar up into the satellites and, and wireless back to our grids. Uh, we can we can get technology. We are the ones that invent things, and then the rest of the world makes money on them. So listen up, America. We can do some great things if we have the right leadership. The current way we've got everything organized around institutions and the institution of government and our Constitution that has 28 amendments now watered down, which should the Constitution should represent the boundaries and the rules. And, and no, we're not going to... Uh, throw the Justice Department out. We should make them accountable. We should we should have our governors accountable for analytics, for our societal things. They should have to do uh, ESG and DEI on themselves, rate themselves. And then the one that rates the best is the winner of the uh, United States Super Bowl. Uh, that's the way I see it. We have to have accountability and we won't get accountability until we hold them accountable on certain analytics and those are in my volume two on how to do this and then volume three is who in the world is going to do this well the 300 to 330 or 50 so-called americans now including the illegals are going to have to step up they're going to have to work they're going to have to have a have a learn to earn and have a skill to build that's the slogan and also to be able to finance and fund this, we're going to need um, war bonds. I call them the uh, enterprise war bonds. Just like we had the, the USA war bonds in Second World War and used that to finance our winning of the war. We're going to have to have um, trade war bonds, let's call them. USA trade war bonds. And then the big guys, the billionaires that claim they have all these these assets that, that, that they can't liquidate, they're going to have to invest in these war bonds instead of the hedge funds that are, that are, that are going to rebuild Ukraine instead of stopping Russia when we should have, and also investing in the Chinese oligarchs. They're a brotherhood of monopolies on our, on our stock market. They won't even let us on their stock market. No, they, they'll, they're plenty happy to buy our bonds and treasury bills and then make a call on them when we can't make the interest payments. So this is business. This is not this is not a monopoly game. This is the monopsony game. And if you want to look that word up, 
And also, on my website, I have invented a Monopsony game that shows how you're going to win uh, when Big Brother and the Brotherhood have taken over the world and put government in Beijing. Uh, and then they'll use fear, hunger, and threat of, uh, of, of weapons of mass destruction that they've stolen from us to keep us uh, fearful and hungry and withholding certain consumer goods that, that they know we have to have. So, you know, this is a, not a novel. This is the real world. And I'm making a speech here on my patio because I don't have any listeners here, but I have a podcast and you can come in and get it. It's called the American Enterprise Party. Uh, hope to Hope to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to do a YouTube video, too. Over and out. This is a poem from the Tenth Wonder. It's called Conserve the Earth. Huffing and puffing our way through life, fighting ourselves and our wife, winding our way through strife, sharpening our skills like a knife, finding that wind has no beginning or end. So why do we deny our sinning and the lack of support to defend, curtailing of the waste and garbage of our culture, turning our environment to haste, in haste to a plate for the vulture? Would it be different if life were dependent upon the contribution spent for the spires built under the sun? Yes, produce for the harvest. Each of us is to entrust in the system and digest contributions to preservation or bust. Yes, living in peace worldwide for mankind. While wars can cease, so the wind doesn't have a behind, nor an end. Otherwise, we are victims of ourselves, tearing out the stems of nature as humanity sells out the environment to a windless, burnt earth only to awake to a wind blowing across hell's hearth, waiting for the Savior's rebirth. Conservation rather than deprivation. What's the difference? Well, we clean up the oceans, which is obvious. We have a finder, find, find a way to get rid of garbage, probably jettison it out into outer cosmos, which you know, I guess we wouldn't come back at us <laughs> and uh, get rid of the Green New Deal, which is depriving us of, uh, of uh, keeping our country great. So we need to conserve uh, what we deserve. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's better. Conservation is better than deprivation. The Green New Deal is only talking about deprivation and assigning the guilt to humanity when humanity is the solution, not the cause. It's not the problem, it's the, it's the solution. But the Green New Deal says, well, the issue is, and then we never really get to defining the problem nor the solution. That's my solution, proposed solution clean up the oceans, and find a way to get rid of all this garbage that we used to send to China and they no longer want it, including the, um, the uh, batteries, lithium batteries. They've had enough of that. They'll create them, but they don't want them back. Ha, ha. That's not fair.